Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the shift. Um hope you're all having a lovely week obviously New York was absolutely mental this weekend everybody was out celebrating so it was amazing and we actually recorded this episode on Thursday and the two lads I've on I absolutely love so I was so excited to get them together it's Garrett Reynolds and he's an amazing American comedian and he has a great podcast called The Dollop and Shane Daniel Byrne and you might know him from his uh, videos just went viral recently he's an Irish comedian but he's so funny and such a sweetheart so I was really happy now to have the two with Mon and we just had a great laugh. Uh, we actually started talking about dating etiquette, like the differences between America and like Europe, UK, Ireland. Uh, and then Shane comes in a little bit later because um, his computer wasn't working. So that's why he comes in a little bit later. So just so you guys know. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, we also talked about foreskin, uh, losing your virginity and sex education. So have a listen to the episode and I'll talk to you at the end. Were you going to the UK? If you end up going to the UK, that kind of fits in what I was talking about, like with the two different culture. I wanted to talk about like the two dating cultures here, like between y- Europe or America. I've, I've like gone out with girls in England and it's fucking vastly different. Right. Okay, good. This is great. What were, what were the major differences you saw? Um, I, uh, well, I, I think that in England, at least, like, everything started sooner like everything like sexual stuff start like dating hooking up everything started probably two or three years earlier and then i think that also results in like when i'll go there now because i'm older now so when i go there now like i'll go see my cousin and stuff and she'll introduce me to some of her friends and no matter how old they are 30 25 they're married with three kids like everyone in her circle is it is married early potentially single by their 30 but everyone starts marriage and kids so fucking early and i'm just like it's always a st- and i feel like Ameri- i feel like americans are not in that 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 rush to get married that immediately i think in england at least it's like like i couldn't believe it like how much i would hook up with girls when i was like 13 or 14 i was like this is crazy like girls oh, like, wanting to over? have sex at like yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm wanting to have sex so much sooner. Um, it, it was just totally different, totally culturally different. That's so true because my American friends, they're always like, oh, Kitty's so innocent, like because I just have this voice or whatever. And then if we get to like when you lost your virginity, I'm like, I'm a whore. <laughs> like, yeah. They're I, like, fucking, they're like, oh, I was 21. I'm like, I was 15, 21. What were you yeah. doing? 
I was 15 and like, it was like, people were genuinely like, mate, it'll happen. Just have faith in yourself. I was like, no, I'm not trying to have sex at 12. Like, that is crazy to me. Like, yeah, but they would be like, yeah, they would be like, you know, and, and I mean, I, you know, the, the girl that, the first girl that I uh, had sex with was, I was 15, she was 14. She was pushing for it since she was like 13 and I was 14. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, even when I was 15, I was like, I mean, I'm going to do it because it feels like I'm crazy to not do it. But I could take another year and just figure it out. Um, yeah. I but, do think yeah, there's more emphasis on losing your virginity over here. I feel like. Yeah, I think that, that's probably that's probably what it is. I think that's really true. I mean, sexuality in this country is, you know, at least partially uh, when I was growing up, there was an element of shame and sexuality like we were kind of coming out of it i think like people were starting to go okay you know it's not bad to masturbate or it's not bad to like have these feel but i think the generation prior to mine yeah like there's you know i mean that that's why you have like that's why you would you know you would get such high pregnancy rates because people would be like the only option is abstinence so when they would actually break abstinence and fuck they wouldn't be safe about it because they would have no clue because it'd be like you know, you're doing something wrong. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, that, that, I mean, it still is like that culturally in this country where there's a totally a double standard between men having sex and women having sex, you know, like there, yeah. there's, it's, it's less and less, but it was very much when I was growing up that, um, yeah, girl, you know, if a girl hooked up with a few guys, that was crazy. If a guy hooked up with a few girls, that was awesome. Yeah, and look, that's the same in Ireland. That's the same everywhere. Um, I do yeah. think when we talk about America, New York is different because here, or like the cities is different, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, totally. Yeah, and we're celebrated. And where did you grow yeah. up? I grew up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. Cool. So that's kind of like, it's funny because even when you're saying like about the um, abstinence or like the shame, because like Ireland would have a lot of, a lot of shame as well. But um, I never think yeah. of America. I guess like it's so similar, actually. Just it's like countryside versus city, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's religion based. I mean, like yeah. there where I grew up is like totally a lot of people, you know, are very hooked on religion. I was never, so I like literally never had any indoctrination with religion or thought. Oh, sorry, Shane. We were just saying that about um, Garrett. Garrett was talking about having uh, sex in England. It was right. Yeah, yeah. And how we have sex much younger than Americans uh, our first time and that losing your virginity, I feel like wasn't as big of a deal. Am I just, may, I feel like it wasn't like a whole like pedals down and like this is a big deal. It was just kind of like, come on, let's get it over with. Um, I think it depends. Uh, probably city, rural, I'd say is different. That urban and rural is different. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone just does it eventually. I don't think there's a big fuss now. It doesn't seem like that big a hoo-ha. The first kiss is famous for going off because in Ireland they have this bizarre tradition. They have these little pockets of the country that, where that still speak in the Irish language and all the kids get sent off to these places. It's called the Gaeltacht and they all, basically you learn some Irish but the whole main point of it is that everyone has to kiss. That's basically the whole trip is all about. So there's those things that are big giant rites of passage. Is um, it like but, a, a make-out or like a peck? No, oh yeah, full on. Hickey's. Full on. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, hickeys. I didn't get. I did, one. I didn't go to the Gale talk. To, oh, I went on scout camp instead. And two, <laughs> I was two. I was gay, so it wasn't very trendy to be a thirteen-year-old gay at the time. Now so they they can do whatever they want. Now the queer kids today have a great time. They're sucking dicks yeah. in primary school. Uh, uh, all like, right, Shane. All right, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually was very. Veering into material there, I have a whole 20 minutes on that, that guy alone. Um, but no, yeah, I, d I don't think there is much of a fuss. No, I don't think so. In American movies that you watch, it seems to be there's a huge emphasis on it. It's like, it's our time, I'm ready. And there seems to be like after prom and all that kind of thing. But there's no mythology here around it. It's just like, which is better because it's better, it's better to not build it up as a thing that is supposed to be magic i mean you're talking about the first time you had, like the first time i had sex i had i bought a uh, whiskey flavored condom from pins pints and platters the pub and and that was it and like it was not good or you know what i mean it was like drunk and like weird it was more like rip the band-aid off and just get this shit over with versus this is the culmination of my adolescence and it's so sad because your first at least my first hundred times was terrible do you know so really uh, yeah, well, I didn't start orgasming until, and the podcasters listening know this, um, but until I was like, they well aware of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late twenties. So, so yeah. my first bunch of partners, I was like, this is grand. But then when I did eventually, I was like, wow, never mind. I've been missing out. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'd say most people's first time women anyway. It's shite. You're like, you don't know your body. You can't. You're not orgasming. You're just like, that's grand. Yeah, I would imagine the first time. The first time, not. Yeah, it's better for you guys. as a guy with a. Well, it's also I found it weird. I mean, the first the first girl that I had sex with was not a virgin. The second girl that I had sex with was a virgin, and that it, that there's something about that where you're like, this is like, I mean, for you, this is like I'm getting it over with, and it's like that's not the best vibe to be beneath you, you know. Oh, just get the blood out. You're like, please stop saying that. Oh my God. Get the blood oh, out. I yeah, really? I can see that's a bit of a that's a bit of a turn off really, isn't it? Knowing that the other person's just like, it Yeah, this isn't important. I'm being stabbed. Yeah. And what about you, Shane? When did you lose your virginity? Um Scouts retreat. What? That scouts trip you went on when everyone was going No, to get, nothing oh, no. in the nothing in the scouts. I think uh, maybe like 18, 19. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't count as like, you know, full, you know, they have like P and the V. That is the straight people, this virginity done. So I think it's more gradual. I think if it's two men, it's yeah. kind of like you do all the other bits along the way and then you try the big thing and then you can just decide you don't really want to do that all the time because it involves a lot of preparation. So yeah, I think like late teens just trickled into it and yeah, it just happens. But I think it's very, I think it's easier for, they're both men, like men are, are gross and like don't really care. They're not like prissy about it. They're just like, let's do it. So I think it's kind of like gay men are still men as much as straight men are men. So they're just like, yeah, let's do it. And they know what the other person has. So it's kind of easier. And the male body is way less complicated than a female body. It's just like, these are the bits, the end. See what Especially they do? If you, have, you, have it, you have it already. So you're like, you've grown familiar with it like over your life. Or yeah, like you've been practicing. Vagina, you're like, what the fuck happened down here? Yeah, I have. I know. I have a gay friend of mine who said he 
he saw a porn magazine when he was like 13 or 12 or something and he uh, of a woman and it was the first time he'd seen a naked woman like that and he was like he thought it was like a wound he didn't and he was like what's happened here some kind of horrid surgery has happened someone to this poor took person. her dick yeah <laughs> yeah something like that yeah well even we watched porn on the podcast for the podcast like me watching sure. porn for the first time okay so i watched porn for the first time on the podcast and it was two lesbians and like i've obviously seen my vagina but i haven't really actually seen other vaginas and whatever way it was it was flicked up the girl was rubbing it and i thought she was rubbing her scar and i was like oh that's so nice she's rubbing her her wound and des is like that's her vag katie <laughs> It was so embarrassing, but it didn't look like my vagina. It looked so like just there was no, I don't know. I was just weird. But you thought she was just like Like, saying her scar. Being like nice, being like, oh, that's like, I'm like being, I was like, oh, women are so nice. She's like saying she likes, you know, she's cool with the scar. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but I'm saying antiseptic on a hatchet wound. (laughs) <laughs> but I, you know it's just you know all vaginas look so different i didn't realize like scar like- porn sounds pretty niche like uh, you know scar porn sure <laughs> well i just thought but- you know because i've done that to guys like i had a guy and he had like um lung surgery or something and i was like oh your scar is so sexy you know to make him feel good about it so i thought that's just what she was doing well, this is the, the combination of factors that led you to believing that there was some scar healing going on in this porn. It's, it's it unique. Looked, it did the the lung like surgery guy set you up for this moment, really, but it's crazy. Yeah. Wait, so you didn't watch porn ever until a couple of years ago? Yeah, no, not until a year and a half ago. And now I've seen like wow. women have sex with horse that were like came in an email, you know, like from one of the guys, like as a joke, stuff like that, but not actual right. porn, not like Pornhub. That was my first Pornhub. Right. Well, the way you said that, like, no, I mean, obviously, I've seen like women have sex with horse. You know, I've seen those, but just two people having sex you hadn't seen. But sure, what's that horse horse? doing to her scar? (laughs) The horse is hurting that woman's scar. (laughs) You know what I mean, though. Um, I do, but. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, it would be like if I was watching like uh, gay porn for the first time and I was just like, uh, I mean, when are they going to start fucking enough playing with each other's snakes? Where are the penises? <laughs> it was whatever way the shot was and her vagina. I've, I've even since I've Googled vaginas, I haven't seen a vagina like that. It was a very specific, like, very... not a vagina, you know, <laughs> it was closing up it was sealing. It was teeny, like a little, little tiny. Like, right. No little... flaps, no clitoris, no pee holes. No... <laughs> They're all beautifully different little snowflake vaginas, isn't that it? They're all different. All inside. different. There's yeah. about there's about like five dick archetypes. I feel there's like there's <laughs> a, like it's like oh you and when you see the other person's dick for the first time, you're like okay, you have one of those ones. You're a three. Like you have, you, yeah, yeah, you like that. It's like ah oh, yes, appendix B, whatever. Let me just yeah. get the chart out. Yeah, there you are. You're right yeah. there. Yeah. There's this thing I saw on a dating app one time, right? There's this thing, just when you say the chart, and I forget what it was called, something like My Dirty Bio or something I think it was called. And it was basically you you click, you go through this survey with all pictures of different dicks and different parts of the dick and balls. 
and it you go like you click a b c d e f g or which type of um like bell end you have which balls you have if you have foreskin how much foreskin how thick it is at the like really detailed so that somebody answers all these questions and the idea is that then they can put it in their dating profile and you can click on it and you can go oh you can build up this mental cartoon of what their body looks like which it just I'd, like dating apps are not great things for society really maybe but that just seems to be taking all the mystique and excitement out of everything if you can build a you know a graph in your brain of what the other person looks like very interesting very interesting to know that going into i mean i don't know that yeah like i could see that being advantageous but then also you're like well where's the mystery yeah like when you rent point? a car like part of the fun of renting it you like go to your spot and you're like what does this thing look like hey this is my car for three days you know, well, when I was a because I, I spent a lot of time in England because my mother lives in England and like my whole family's English. And so the foreskin thing, I'll never forget one time my friends and I were all pissing in this bucket. We were probably like 10 and we we're all peeing in this bucket. And I looked at, around at their dicks and I was just like, wait, because I'd like seen my cousin's dick, but like all of them were uncircumcised. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they were, like, they were like making fun of my dick. And I was like, no, no, no. We make fun of your dick where I come from. Like your dick is weird. And they're like, no, mate, it's okay. We're not going to make fun of you. And I was like, yeah, but you have the weird dicks. My dick's normal. You know, like the circumcision factor is so different in the two countries. It's very crazy how America went all in. Um, it is because I, I I only learned recently that it's all babies you circumcise. I just thought it was Jewish babies. I literally just found that no. out the other day because I think I was like, no, they yeah they get it's like yeah it's basically yeah it's totally what they do yeah yeah because the guy- I, I am I am actually really freaked out because I somehow knew that we were going to talk about this. I don't know why. <laughs> I had it in my head. I was like, I bet you will talk about foreskins this yeah. is great because we actually haven't <laughs> talked about circumcision on the podcast before so i told you we always go off topic i really shouldn't send the emails and this exclusive yeah <laughs> both sides i can understand both sides of why in america they think it's weird and over in europe they they think the other ones are weird i think a foreskin is nice because it makes a whole whole th- the whole thing less threatening it's like i'm kind of ridiculous it's like i look silly i'm yeah. how could i be any harm look at the state of me i'm a weird Just little, little old me yeah it's weird what am i gonna it. do yeah i can't be that much trouble right but and then i look at the the circumcised ones and i'm like oh my god it's like it's right here i am right there looking at you straight away in the eye eye contact isn't, like, it's, isn't it's that kind of culturally like a di- like how we are in, as Americans too? Like, re- I mean, there's a resem that, that would be like fitting for our personalities too. Is like our penises, like our personalities, are sort of like, what's up? We're doing this or we're not doing this? You exactly. know, versus like a but versus like in the UK or Europe where it's a little bit more like, oh, I'll find my way. Yeah, nice to be reserved. Yeah. Bit more yeah. Yeah. like I'm, in America. In America, people go around and ask each other on dates in person when they just meet like weird things sober. like that that are just so sober on the train <laughs> on the train they give notes to, notes to waiters they ask each other they, can i can i get your number we go for a dinner sometime are you like they, don't even ask you they just put it down like it's that's, already presumed it's okay i'm like that's so funny yeah we're more <laughs> shy we're more shy and reserved so that's your right about the penis because it's a, yeah it's like it's like more shy and relaxed and cute yeah you're right yeah oh uh, i've yeah i didn't when i first saw uncircumcised penis because i was like you know what I, with the foreskin and you do that trick with your tongue <laughs> so dumb. 
But it's more <laughs> it's more sensitive when and I remember being like, Will my trick with my tongue not work? I don't know how to work this penis. <laughs> Wait, you mean an uncircumcised penis? You have it's a more sensitive trick, underneath the foreskin. Right, right. Yeah. So that's what I just thought it was just like a paranoid moment where I was like, Maybe this dick won't be as sensitive. I'll just be licking the top with my tongue and they'll be like, What are you doing? Is there different moves I should do? Even though that's all silly, all things I don't so feel cool. that on the tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. men are just happy to have some action at all. I think yeah. oh yeah, with whatever whatever they get, that's fine. Is it true though? Is that true that it's more sensitive without the? I mean, with the foreskin. Well, obviously, only a very small percentage of men know. You know, those who are circumcised later in life. I know, yeah. right? Jesus. Yeah, the only ones. But I would imagine. Actually, so. I had my I had my dick sucked when I was a baby, and before the surgery, <laughs> and uh, and I really loved it. I liked it a lot. It was more sensitive. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, that would be hard for us to answer. What is the reasoning? Sorry, just explain it to me. Like I'm all of the women listening. Um, why? What is the reasoning to get your dick circumcised if you're not if it's not religious? Like I understand the Jewish reason is it's, it's religious. Why are they? Well, you're hy- not Jewish. Hygiene. Hygiene. Uh, no, no. I, I apparently I was. No. Um, no. It's. I think it's. It's. It's based upon. I think there is, I mean, again, like this is not to say like if your penis is not circumcised, you get, I, I think if you're uh, not the cleanest person. Shane, Shane and his dirty dick. If you're not, yeah, I got to be careful. <laughs> what can I say? 70% uh, of listeners I, are in Ireland and 60% are men. I, I, I think, well, then I got to be careful. Maybe I should change my angle. But I think it's that it, it will get infected less. Like there's less, uh, there is you know, there's less potential for any harm to c- come into your dick if it's out in the open versus if it's sort of contained under skin. If you're not the cleanest person, there can be uh, more problems with it. But I don't think in this day and age that is even really a big thing. Anymore. That's the key part, though, the, if you're not the cleanest person, because the, the counter to that yeah. would be just, just wash it like everything yeah. else. Yes, I think I would. I think as a grown up, I would perf. I would be able to perfectly handle an uncircumcised penis as my penis. Yeah, I've never had any of my guy friends talk about like if that was a pandemic, the people would be like, "Oh, my dick's infected all the time." I've never heard a guy be like, "I have an infected dick in Ireland," right? Well, I'm sure they do sometimes, but they just don't chat about it. Yeah, Um, you're not. I I would say so. People get infections. Have you had an infected dick, Shane? No, but I didn't have, I haven't never had an STI or any of those, but I did have, what do you call it? Like a fungal thing right on my penis. Oh, I so can't believe it. I, to, I was like, so that's no, I had this one time um, because it was, and I went to the, they have this amazing free gay men's health service. And I went and I went to the lady doctor. Now this is, I went there the first time. This is a good foreskin piece of information that I assume the first time you get your sexual health test, when they want to examine you, that they would say, can you pull your foreskin back? They just do it for you. They just do it with this action. That's they just nice. like, and they just do it. And anyway, it was a lady doctor and she was very heavy handed. And she was like, that's nothing. She's like, are you sweating more? And I said, yeah, I actually been going to the gym. I haven't been gone for months. And she said, that's all that is. And she's like, it's fine. And she threw me out of there. I was terrified. I was like, I have full AIDS. Like I was fully decided that's what, that's what's happening. But then no, she was like, no, you're fine. But she was very rough with it. I would say actually. Oh, but stop. That's, that's Irish. Turned... What? Yeah. Well, that would probably, you'd be like, this is why women don't handle my penis. This is the yeah. aggression, the attitude yeah. in general. Yeah. I, I'm not, not even gay. I just don't want that. Yeah. 
Irish that's Irish nurses and doctors in general anyway I feel like they're more like your grand and like kind of heavy-handed than Americans for sure like even the COVID test they were like fucking took a piece of my brain and it wasn't I didn't feel like it was like it was like at this point I was like she's enjoying this you know um which right. I don't feel I feel America is more like it. I, yeah anyway there'll probably be people who message me and be like fuck you I'm a doctor sorry sorry <laughs> well hey doctors fuck you how about that F- how about hey, fuck, fuck you, you doctors yeah and um you now so that's that that's that's interesting. I don't have a foreskin. No, no, you have a scar. I have a, <laughs> I have a little penis, a little clitoris. Yeah, you, have a little, you have an indoor dick. An indoor dick, yeah. A baby indoor dick. That's what it is. It's a little penis. Yeah, I agree. I I never women don't like you to say that, but I I agree. I think that's hey, the where's ri- your little penis. It's the original. It's the. It's like when you were being made. It's like it's the thing that turns into a penis. Did I? Am I just fucking waffling here? Tonight is that not true? I don't know. Is that true? I don't I know. Said, I, I know that of the like, men have nipples just in case they turn into a female in the womb or whatever. But I didn't oh. know that about the other thing. Yeah, because it's, it's similar. It's like the same thing as all like the nerve endings, similar little build up. Um, and then the back of it is all, it's like 10 centimeters inside. So there's only like a little piece size of it on the on the outside. Oh, I didn't that's, know that. That's where they think the G-spot is now. There just wasn't any um medical research on women because they were like, Meh. but now that they're doing it, they're yeah. like, oh, so like the clitoris is huge in the inside of your vagina. And that's probably where the g-spot actually is like the g-spot but you're just hitting ah. the back of the clit yeah and it's just there to be nice that's all it doesn't have any purpose it's just like this is nice it's the only one it's... treat as a woman yeah. you can have one treat in the whole world and it's the, it's the clitoris but they do it um my friend had her she like had her babies at home and with a doula instead of a midwife and all that kind of um 21st century or old-fashioned whatever way you want to look at it um and for instead of pain relief she just had her husband like go at it that's wow she did yeah the whole time what a great what an amazing call i'm sorry and that's the thing so she orgasms while she's giving birth i don't know if she necessarily orgasm in the same way but i think it's like it's helpful for the stress her body's under that this is also happening doesn't hurt sure yeah that's amazing i want to write that down somewhere so if i ever have kids in 10 years and my eggs aren't dead i'm gonna do that oh I'm going to write this down when I'm editing in that. That's amazing. That is pretty great. That is for a husband too. You're like, I, finally, I'm useful in this situation. There's something <laughs> yeah. I can provide. Normally I'm just standing here like, uh, do you need me? Do you need me? But now you're like, shut up, honey. There you go. There Give you him go. a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. No. Yeah. No, you're right. The clitoris, <laughs> the clitoris is the only organ in the human body that's designed only for pleasure. So pretty good yeah that is that is yeah that's I've, that's the equalizer i've been Lucky. reading up on my See? outline well yeah. that's the equalizer that's why we're paid less <laughs> yeah yeah that's why 75 cents on the dollar but you get <laughs> the pleasure system a purely play hey, it's a trade-off okay just <laughs> yeah but most women can't work it it's like a fucking mystery box and then you do it's like woohoo but i mean yeah so what a disadvantage for a man if a woman's had access to it for her life and still isn't sure how to game it. And then a guy comes in and just has these, you know, momentary sessions to try to figure out the rule book. Not fair. 
no it's uh, it's really hard it's really and it's frustrating for both partners because well I think the problem is that women aren't told to masturbate and I've said this before on the podcast but they're not told about it like the way you guys are it's much more normal like you're like 13 like get it out of your system um and so by the time a lot of women have sex with multiple partners and they're not even masturbating or touching themselves so they're expecting the guy to figure it out like it's the guy's job to know how to make me come you know and this isn't all women but I feel like especially younger women you know who aren't told to like learn their body or whatever yeah so yeah that's i think that's very true they they definitely like there is i mean i remember when i was in school every one of my friends would admit they masturbate if you asked a girl they'd be like what no never and it was always like yeah it's just not true and it's fine but some of them aren't as well some of them aren't lying they're just you know they're just never gonna do that it just seems too weird it's like i'm not doing it yeah and it's like it like I think it even changes your personality when you start doing it. Like you just become so much more relaxed and chill. So I, I wish there should be, wait, Garrett, was there sex ed for you in school? There was. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it, I don't think it was in the way that, you know, I, not in the way where they taught you that it was that, you know, it was okay to masturbate or anything like that. They like taught you about like, you know, how your body functions and they definitely, talked about um sex and safe sex but um yeah i i certainly don't think like when i the first time i jerked off that i had any clue like i don't think i was it was pure instinct you know just like how a bird one day was like what do these things on my shoulders do you know like one day i was just like what is going on and then you the first time that you like jerk off and actually feel something from it i was it really was i'll never forget it i was like oh wow that's a thing but i don't think i was ever guided maybe i did it before sex ed but i don't think i was ever like guided along the path of like just keep pulling and something will happen you know i was like i just like on pure will and gumption was like keep pushing kid and there's something at the end here i have a hunch that's exactly i had exactly the same i didn't like that was people had said you're a wank and wanker hundreds of times yeah and you know that you know when someone does like you're a wanker gesture where they do like a wank in the air yeah i was like i knew that was i was like okay so i pieced all this together and then i was like wait what like and i tried that and i was like nothing and then one day i was like i barely knew what the erection was that that's that there's two states it was like it's either it's just just penis and then one day i was like maybe i'll try that when it's like hard, I'll try it that way. And I was like, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was yeah. shocked. Same. Yeah. No, really. Yeah. It was just really one day. It was almost like, remember I used to ask your parents if Santa was real a few times before they admitted it. Like it, there were like a few times where I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what this is. But then I'd be like, no, there's nothing. And then, yeah, there was the one time where I was like, maybe if I just keep going while it's hard. Aha. There is more. I knew it. Yeah. And you've never looked back. No, no. That was yeah, a day I wish I'd never discovered. That's so great. I just, it's so much, I, it is easier for guys. Like, could you imagine being like a 14 year old girl and like, well, people just say fingering. You don't even know about the clitoris a lot yeah. of time. And then if you yeah. do, you don't know what to do with it. And then if you do rub it and it feels like kind of weird for a second, you're like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going home. You know, it's like, yeah. Like no, a, it, it's, yeah. If you're not taught like specifically what is going on there, then yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, and like, it I takes wonder, time. I mean, yeah. what what would be so wrong with that? So we don't have Shane. Did you have sex education? Yeah, we had the last the last year of primary school. We had a lady called Carmel came in and told us all about it. 
Was it like positive or like? She told us basically what everything is and what everything does. And then highlights would be that she described an erection as when the boy is feeling a bit sexy, which I thought was great. And it was the first time I'd ever connected the word sexy with sex in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, those are connected. And then, yeah, she told us then. But they separated us. The girls went to the computer room because that was in those days. There was a whole room for computers. Nowadays, they all have their own iPads. Um, but um, they were gateway 2000s that we got from raising money with the supermarket thing. You know, that they give you vouchers in the supermarket, you collect them. Anyway, that's what they were. But the girls went down there and we learned about periods and then they swapped around and they told them about wet dreams. And then from then on for the next two years, all we could think about was wet dreams. There were, uh, wet dream was a thought in my head for about at least 18 months, a daily occurrence in my head. It's like, wet dream, when is the wet dream? Did I have the wet dream? Has he had his wet dream? I was obsessed. I don't remember any of that. Like I've only, and I've spoke about it on the podcast before, so I won't again, but it was only like a one class and it wasn't I very have informative. To get new earphones. Oh my God, this is a disaster. It's okay. Me and Garrett will keep talking. Right back. Okay. Um, Wait, what but, were you saying? Well, so um, they, we had like a, a day of sex ed and it was like very bad. She was like very, oh, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said on the podcast before, but she said, if you have anal sex, your organs will fall out of your arse. And that is the only... Jesus. I know, right. right? So it's very, that was the only thing I remember. And I remember even like years later asking my stepmom, I was like, did that really happen? Or did I like, was that a nightmare? And she was like, no, you came home and you asked us if that was like real. And I was like, no. So whatever we got was very bad. Um, and it wasn't That's separated crazy. boys or girls. It was all in the same class. But I, can't, I'm, I should really call one of my old schoolmates and see like, do they remember what else was said? But I don't remember, I never even heard about the clitoris until I was way older. But I think like, I don't see the harm in, you know, I post a lot of these sex ed videos on TikTok just because like I was getting paid to do it and um, and it was a bit mental. Like I've no fucking, I can't, what am I, what am I talking about sex ed for? But like, you know, whatever I was like, they wanted me to do educational videos. And since I did a podcast, I was like, oh, I'll just do sex ed. But the amount of people who wrote on TikTok being like, there's kids on this app, like this is so inappropriate. And it's like, what? why? why shouldn't a 13 14 year old know about sex stuff or like why shouldn't a girl a 13 year old girl know about her clitoris like what's so bad well i don't know it doesn't make any sense why did it just make everything healthier for the few, like look at norway they teach their kids about sex ed when they're like six there there is a uh I, yeah i think like a misplaced thought that if you know and i mean it's honestly it makes so much sense in this country because it's like knowledge is power and the less that people know about things, the more you think you can get away with. I think the thinking is that if you don't teach people how to have sex properly or what their bodies are like, they will not engage in that behavior. And I think it all comes from sex or sexuality being framed as something that is negative or you know, even bad. When in reality, it's just, it, it is what it is. It's like, it's completely normal and should be embraced and really what you should be teaching people is you know how to do it safely i mean if you look in you know you look in some countries where like if if uh gay sex is considered to be um a sin and they don't teach that that's that's like the worst way to handle a situation is to say that no you don't want to know anything about it don't teach anything about it to anyone because then it won't happen that's just been disproven over and over. Like people are going to do what they want to do. So you may as well arm them with education going into it. 
this country suffers from that in every way. They feel like if they don't teach you about this country, then you'll never have fucked up it is. They don't teach you about what your body is, then you'll never fuck with it. And I, I mean, it, a lot of it here at least comes from religious fear where, you know, they think that because in these archaic documents, they say that, you know, sex is whatever and you should not be doing, whatever it is, they just think that that holds up and it just doesn't. I mean, people are going to fuck, people are going to figure it out. It's just, would you rather them go in knowing what they're going to do and do it safely? Or would you rather them figure it out and be a little more at risk? And it's like, obviously you want your kids to be safe. You should educate. If people go to a sex ed class, I don't think they walk out going like, man, I'm ready to fuck. I think they walk out going like, whoa, that is crazy. That's my body is nuts, you know? Um, and yeah, like to what we were talking about, about how you jerk off. It's like you figure it out because you're an animal, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, why not, why not educate people? It just, it leads to the same thing. So it better to just leave people with knowledge versus ignorance, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is the thing as well. If you, it's like the only comparison I can think of, this might be a dumb analogy, but let's say the French will let their 14, 15 year olds have a glass of wine at the dinner table. Drinking's not a big deal then. So if you just educate people like this is the clitoris, this is your dick, these are STDs, these are whatever, use a condom because blah, blah, blah it's not like they're going to go out and be like, well, I want to fuck now. That was so sexy. Actually, that's making it more, more like, um, real, more, uh, like having a, it's, it's what the way they're doing it now is more like forbidden fruit. And like you said, just unsafe forbidden fruit. Drinking is a good comparison because I think when you like, that's how it is in this country, like 21 is a completely lunatic legal drinking age. So when people get to 21, they go fucking crazy. This country, like the binge drinking, the drunk driving, that's all comes from the fact that it's not normalized when, you know, it should be like, yeah, you should. I mean, if you're 14, you have a glass of wine, like that should not be framed as like, you're bad. It's cultural. Yeah. yeah. So then when you, then when you're older, you go, oh, I like a glass of wine. I don't need to have a bottle of wine or two (laughs) bottles of wine. I can have a glass. Whereas America, they're just like, fuck it. And you've built up a tolerance. You've built up a tolerance. It's not like this wild, crazy thing then that's like, um, like, oh, this is like, yeah, like, I guess I'm going to say the forbidden fruit reference again. But also as well, uh, when I came over here and I I was, what, 23, I think, and I couldn't get over, like, because the the attitude is that Irish people are alcoholics and we're messy. And yeah, we do binge drink on the weekends and stuff like, so we're not the best. But I'm sorry, the Americans, I couldn't get over that there was like 22 year olds face down in the bathroom, like passed out. Like that stuff we would have done when we were 15 or 16. So I was like embarrassed. I was like, this is mental. I always get that impression when I watch like American media and they're like drinking and they're like, you know, like recently we just got uh, White Claw came into Ireland for the first time. Oh, we never, it just got introduced and everybody bought it and was like, just to have it because we see it on TV and like Claw is law. We see all that stuff. So we just, people tried it and it was like, Oh, it's a perfectly lovely so, fruit juice. Like, yeah, well, it's just it'd, be, it'd be good if you put gin in it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's yeah. just like, this is nothing. And then you watch these like frat bros and it's like giant football player men like knocking back the juice. And I'm like, how many of those would you take to get in anyway before you'd even 80. think about being drunk? Like so many. Yeah. So I think like that you watch the Americans and I consume American culture, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you don't drink like we do. Like I just, I always thought that's like, it's not the same. But like maybe it's maybe it's be, yeah. But even the way they do like so, 
again, if you have a shot at home in Ireland, it's 25 milliliters or smaller. It's like a teeny little baby thing. And here it's like two ounces and they're like shots, shots, shots. So like after an hour, you've had a fucking bottle of whiskey and you'd like die. I, I, the amount of blackouts I had when I first moved over here because I was just like the sessioning was mental. Like it's not, I feel like at home, even though we session, it's different. We're not like that crazy. I, I just think there's a bad um, stereotype of us because it's not as crazy as here. No, here they're out of control. I mean, I'll never forget when I, like my friends and I, when we first got our driver's licenses, we would, we, you know, you would just drive, you'd have, we would drink too. And you would just drink and drive. I mean, you just did it. Like I'll never forget going to England and the, even someone who drinks shitloads, if it was their night to be the DD, they would have one pint over the course of the night. They would hang in there and they would drive you. And I was always like, that's so crazy that there's that response. Like, there just was not, never that sense of responsibility in the States. And I think, again, because they just, they, they don't really introduce you to it. It's just like when you're 21, you can drink as much as you want and you've been waiting your whole fucking life. And then you're just going to drink all the alcohol in the bar. And that's what leads to people in this country. Yeah, like getting, I mean, I remember I had to cut out shots because I was like, what, this is crazy. They will pour you shots that are like tumblers and that's one shot. And you're like, that is a healthy glass of whiskey. Yeah. It's three times the amount of shot. I remember when my dad came over and um, the bartender knew my cousin. So he was just like, oh, I'll hook you up, Seamus. Bartenders here are like drug pushers and you're not even paying for it. They're just like, I guess because they want your tip, but it's like, I'd still tip. It's too much. Stop it. I hate going to bars where I know the bartenders because I'm like, I just want to have a drink and relax. I don't want to like fucking be plastered after an hour. That story about your dad sounds like an American writer wrote that about an Irish person. And it was like, <laughs> I'll hook you up, Seamus. And oh, I know his cousin. Like that sounds like totally made up. <laughs> they just came in on a ship. <laughs> Is he really called Seamus? Yeah, yeah, he's called Seamus. I, when I first came out, I had to stop drinking as much because I blacked out so much. It's just, yeah. And then it's like beer shot combos. Like, fuck off. Just why? We don't need this. This is too much. And Or you, you go, can I have a whiskey and uh, I, whiskey and ginger ale or whatever? There's no ginger ale. There's all whiskey. And they're like, mm-hmm. I, I hooked yeah. you up. I don't want to be hooked up. I want my ginger ale and my whiskey. It is for tips, though, like you said. That is not mm. to come back to foreskins. But they do do it for tips. It is because you in this country they the business doesn't pay you for working there the the customers do um which is just the system it is but they they do think that yeah hooking you up getting you looser is going to result in more money um but it also costs the bar money because then these people are pouring tumblers of whiskey as shots so like most things in america it's just a lot of weird rule bending to make capitalism seem like it works yeah, it's a lot of rules. But isn't alcohol, is alcohol cheaper? You'd know, Katie, between the two places, alcohol's cheaper in America? Uh, no, like to buy a drink? Not New York. Fuck yeah. no, it's so expensive. I love when I got home to Ireland. Oh, really? I thought it'd be cheaper. Oh, it's so I mean, New York is exorbitant, though. New York is probably the most expensive, like, bar prices in the country, I would guess. And just, I know, when you said not to bring it back to foreskin, it didn't remind me of a question I had about foreskin, so I am going to bring it back. Shane, have you seen a penis without a foreskin in Ireland? Because I never saw a penis without a foreskin in Ireland. Yes, I can confirm I have. 
They, they are out there. Out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a friend. I have two friends who had to get circumcised. Like, I just think this is the worst. This is the worst of all the different versions of like when they were like 14 um, because oh something wasn't growing or whatever. So which means they, their <laughs> willy was growing and then but the foreskin wasn't growing. It means you have to be 14 and you have to, I suppose, go to your dad and say, like, my penis is sore. I mean, that's just terrible. Oh. That's like, what a nightmare. And I, I dread to think what happens next for them. Does, does their dad look at it? I mean, ugh, nightmare, nightmare scenario. Oh. But yeah, I have two friends who, that have, who had that happen. How, what do you, how long does it take to heal from that? I don't know. I don't know. It's gotta be a it while. Seems, I mean, it is. Yeah, a, it seems I mean, very fleshy. Sensitive, sensitive part of your body cutting it off i mean that has to be a couple months of like abnormality i would guess can you even apply a bandage to it to an appendage that moves and changes size by itself like, i will I mean, tell you from experience of when one time i caught my penis so hard in my zipper um that i had to put a band-aid on it that you can put a bandaid around your penis, but it is one of the, it's almost like having a bandaid on your finger where you're like, it's not, I'm going to need two to three throughout the day to handle the general wear and tear of this appendage. Um, ouch for you, by the way, Jesus Christ. That's like what, uh, that's like that movie. It was Mary. very much like there's something about Mary. And I, when I did it, I was, it was, I couldn't undo it. It was so painful that I was like, I can't oh. try to unzip it. It was like full on. It was crazy. And I was waddling to get a butt. My plan, in, I mean, again, your penis isn't a vice, so you're not thinking clearly. You're just like an animal. But my plan was to get a bottle of olive oil and pour it down the fly to kind of lubricate it and ruin my pants. And as I was waddling over, it just ripped out of the zipper and just, you know, fucking hurt. It's a very sensitive area. Very sensitive. A lot of nerve ending. Um, well, just back to, cause I did want to talk about like the difference between the different dating cultures. Like one thing I noticed when I moved over here and Shane, have you ever dated anybody in America? Have you been to America? No, I've never even been there. No. Oh, okay. Well, welcome someday when COVID's over in 10 years. Um, bullish. Great. The, um, the f first couple of dates I had with guys, like they would stand on one side of the street and eventually I found out it was because American guys want to walk on the side of the road where the car is so if a car hits you it hits the american guy first and that's like a sign of being a gentleman like that's mental to me i've never no irish guy it wouldn't even occur i mean like they'll open the door for you is that something Gary, I, I would do that if i was walking with a child <laughs> but i didn't know that like people did it for for some kind of um dating <laughs> ritual no i didn't know have you heard of that garrett do you do that I've heard of it and I've found it, it sounds just so stupid that I would never even think about it, but I have heard it. It's just, but it's like, when what situation, yeah, it's, what situation, I mean, look, if the car's coming on the sidewalk, there's a good chance you're both, you're standing about two inches apart. You're probably both going to get hit by the car. And what the guy thinks he's going, I mean, wouldn't it be easier if it was like a car's coming on the sidewalk for me to push you away that way wouldn't that make more sense because the car is coming up this way it's just one of those dumb american things where it's like i'm a gentleman it's like no, i'm so strong and manly i can protect you from this yeah. car <laughs> this car a lot of cars will come up the cars will go over there a lot of cars are come on the sidewalk here so i'll just bodyguard it i'll shield you 
from the two tons of steel coming our way. You'll live and I'll die and you'll remember me. And did you find when you were in England, did you go on dates, dates? Because I did find like over here, like the dating culture very different. Like here, it's like, you're dating, you're exclusive, your boyfriend, or it's a date. It's like known from the start. Sometimes it can feel like an interview. Whereas I think, I know in Ireland, it's just more like, we're going for drinks, we're having the crack, you know? I I never, I mean, I I guess I have gone on, not a lot of dates, but I have gone on dates in England. But yeah, they're very, I'm, that's how I am in the States though. Like Mm -hmm. I remember the last time that I went on a dinner date and it was well over a decade ago. And I was like, this is so fucking dumb. You know, like having a meal with someone you don't know sucks. Having a drink with someone you don't know is easy. And then after a couple of times going out for drinks, then you can go have dinner. But I agree. I think there's so much put on, like, I will ask, I, in my time at least, have no problem asking out a girl anywhere, you know, just for her number, at least. Um, but the idea of, like, making the courtship, like, we're going on a date, we'll go to, a, like, that you need to have two activities that are act, it just has never seemed proper to me. As far as getting to know somebody, I don't think there's any better way than to go have a drink. And you sit down, you're going to talk, there's not going to be a lot of, like, looking at menu silence you can just have a drink and it's very easy to walk away from it if it's not right low stakes like if you go on a dinner date and it's not good within the first 15 minutes you're like this is a two-hour affair that i just gotta strap in for and mentally you know go to the bathroom five times to just go like fuck and then mentally count it down i like that thing about having an a, a strategy for walking away i i went on a date with a guy once and at a certain point he said if this wasn't going well I would have like had maybe one drink or two pints maybe. And then at the end of the second pint, what he does, if he doesn't like the guy is that he would say like, so what are you doing for the rest of your night? Are you, are you uh. out with friends? And I just think that's like, because you would believe it. You'd be like, oh, even if you did, we're really into them. You'd be like, oh, well, I don't, I'm going to impress them. It's like, yeah, I'm meeting up with if you were going to head up to such and such a club or whatever. You totally would do it. Yeah. I like, I like to go, well, I, I am in a relationship now, but when I was on the scene, I like to do a, a early evening coffee because then you can be just like after work time, then you can, if the coffee is goes well, then you say like, do you want to get a drink or whatever? Yeah. Um, and it gives you that option. And then, I mean, it, no one's ever said no to me, so I don't know what that, what would happen. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I think it's useful. And then sometimes you, you get a real strike of gold and you get pretty confident and the waiter might say, you guys okay for another coffee? And then you can say, no, I think we're going to go for a drink, actually. You can say that and be real smooth. That's a good move. Yeah, that is a good move. I would always, I, I, I always would do a drink later. I would do like an 8.30 drink. Because then yeah. it's like yeah. any, any thought of dinner is out of the way, you know, and it's very low stakes. And then if it is going well, then it's like later in the night. Like it just kind of all is more, it just suits the aesthetic of, you know, if you want to hook up, it's later. You've had a couple of drinks. That's better. If you don't, it's later. You can easily go home. You've got something to do tomorrow. You've got something to do tomorrow. Um, you know, yeah. But the, yeah, and America, I, I mean, I have friends who will, if they like a girl, I'll just be like, you, this ends badly just based on how important it seems to you. It's just not the right energy to go into like meeting someone. Like, this is so important. Our big date. It's like, to me, that's just crazy. There's too much pressure. Yes, for both people. 
Yay. Yeah. So it's an easy, like, I think the more you can limit, at least American men, is to not being kind of like too much and creepy, the better. So getting dinner out of the way, I think just helps that in general, you know, not be as much, put so much on it. Oh, I have two questions to ask. So, ooh, Shane, I'm going to ask you first, but I want to come back to this. How did you, how would you meet people in Ireland? Would you do a lot of apps when you were asking guys out or would you ask, you wouldn't ask guys out to their, to their face no? No, never. And I've never been asked out or no one's ever asked for my number and I don't know anybody in the whole world of Ireland that's ever happened to. But yeah, apps, I think the apps have brought a, a more of a dating culture to, to Ireland that wasn't here, whatever, 15 years ago. Like um, your, your um, uh, comrade Des Bishop, I think, used to have a routine about that in his stand-up where he'd say like, he used to ask girls out and then in, in, in Ireland they were like, what the fuck? Like, don't talk to me. And thought he was creeping. He's like, yeah, everyone just used to go for drinks. And me and my friends go for drinks with you and your friends. It's, it was very good. I'm not doing it justice. It's very funny. But um, a seminal piece. But uh, yeah, I think it's brought like the idea of like going on a date. Like, I don't know why that's because I've grown up as well. I've gone through my 20s or whatever and people are going, maybe a date is something you say more as you get older. But I feel like the apps have brought it. That's where I met my boyfriend. Yeah, we lived in the exact same housing estate. Wow. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Be, yeah. If you didn't have the app, you might not have never, like, if you were not willing to just go up to him in the grocery store, you might never actually ended up together. Exactly. Yeah. I told him I was like I was very good. We actually talked on Tinder first, and then I went out and was drunk, and I messaged him when I got home at five a.m. <laughs> saying uh, are we going to talk again or are you finished and I think he was like okay weirdo uh, so he didn't write back and then on Grinder, then I messaged him and I was like I've been on and off this app all day and my husband hasn't moved in yet like what's the story and he said men are pigs and um, I thought that was a very good comeback so uh, yeah that's how we started <laughs> that's great, that's great. I, do, was, I wish I, I had screen grabs. Remember they had that trend on Twitter where everyone saying how it started, how it's going? Yeah. Because our, our banter was very good. Like, it wasn't like coy. It was just good crack. How long ago is that that you started seeing each other? To, uh, two to a bit years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, that's great. And you lasted through the pandemic. That's great. True lockdown. It's, it's, well, it's ongoing. <laughs> That's not, it's too close to call, as they would say on CNN. <laughs> well, you made it the first lockdown, second lockdown. I'm actually really proud of that joke. Sorry, that was great. I'm really proud of myself for that one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we made it through the first one. We, we live in a cottage that is basically like, like he's just beside that outside of that wall. It's basically two rooms. We moved house. We, we got kicked, not kicked out. Like we didn't do anything wrong. The previous landlord just kicked us out for because she was an asshole. And then... We moved in here and it was like, that was the Tuesday. And then we were locked down from the Saturday. So it was like instant. Oh, wow. Immediate. So we've yeah. kind of only known this house in COVID world. So we live in this, it's like, uh, just feels normal. And we work here and we live here. And it just feels like a totally normal prison house. And did, okay. <laughs> did you guys hook up early? Like sex, sorry. No, whatever way, whatever way it worked out. Um, we didn't i forget there was some reason like the first i would people talk about like don't have sex on the first date nonsense do do whatever you want if you don't want to don't do it but if you want to do it but for some reason we couldn't and then we met up for breakfast then um the next time and then we met like in the middle of the day another time so it was actually just like it didn't work out like and you weren't it was just the way things worked out and um, but then it made it more 
more fun. Mm. And we had sex for the first time the day that they announced the results of the abortion referendum. That was when we had sex. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. We were. Yeah. I, w- I was reading like these articles about the, like the difference between Irish dating and um, American dating, but it was like that Americans will expect more to hook up on the first night. And if you don't hook up on the first, this is a complete stereotype written by God knows who, but said that if you don't hook up on the first night, the person will think you're not interested and might not think that there's a second date coming. Is that true, Gary? Because I know in Ireland, it's not true at all. You could kind of just, just whatever happens, happens. No, I mean... Uh, when you say hook up, do you mean have sex? Sex, yeah. They so said that they're more like yeah. No, I, I personally like. I mean, obviously, like you know, you let things go the way they go. But I would rather not have sex the first time you go out with someone. I would rather like, um, you know, you can hook up, but uh, like make out and stuff like that. But I think there's something kind of cool about the fur going out a few times before you do that. I think also, I mean, definitely the older I get, the more it's like, you know, you don't want to necessarily have sex unless it makes sense and seems like it's going to work and that it's not, you know, like I don't, I think there's something about making sure you want to have sex with a person that probably behooves the whole situation in the long run anyway. Um, But no, I certainly, I mean, if you're basing someone's interest level on whether or not they'll fuck you right away, like you're probably just going to feel pretty down about yourself because um, that's a high expectation to have that every time you go out. So I'm, I bet you younger dudes feel like that. Yeah. I certainly don't. Like if I think you can gauge interest so many other ways. You can gauge interest by the time you had communication after the fact. If you set up going out another time, how long it takes to go out another time. There's 30 different indicators that you can gauge interest through. Um, you know, forcing someone to feel like that you'll not feel good about uh, chemistry if they don't fuck you is, I mean, lofty. American, I would say again. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I would advise, if I was advising a younger person in like the early 20s or whatever, if if the other person has some kind of rule or expectations around like, I don't, I never have sex in the first date, I always have sex in the first date, whatever or the expectation that then they're they're actually a bit of a loser and I just would skip it. I would just not see them again. That's what I would advise. It's like, it's immature. They'll grow out of it. They'll learn about sex in a different way or they're older. But if you have too many hard and fast rules and like clauses there, then I think just leave it. Like just relax. Everyone chill out. Like I just feel like that. Yeah. yeah and I, I haven't experienced that. And the person who wrote this, maybe she's an Irish girl and her experience in New York. So maybe she just came across like shitty bro lads or something. But, um, but yeah, I am. You certainly, you should feel no, I just, you should feel no pressure to fuck someone if you don't want to fuck them. I mean, the idea that that is going to be a way of maintaining someone's interest, I think is, that's yeah. a very skewed rule. Plus, I'm the same with you. I like to build it up and let it be something to look forward to and get excited. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like waiting a few weeks. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. <laughs> which really isn't that long i mean yeah it's like it it makes you desire it like that yeah. i think is important to want it versus you know have it it's just those i think we're so impulsive now we expect everything immediately but um yeah like earnings it's not even earning it i don't mean to make it like that but it feels like you've gotten to a point where it's makes sense which just is better it's more it's better it's better sex 
Yeah, and you're more comfortable. There's and benefits I like... to, to all sides, though, as well. I mean, if people, some people sometimes start seeing each other because they just hook up after a night out or they're in a club or a party and they share a totally. cabin and, one thing, and they have sex straight away. And that's a, but that's a different thing altogether. And that can also be super fun and exciting straight in, straight out the gate. Um, but it's also exciting and fun and sexy to wait. A few, well, you, not, like you, you said, it's not that long. A few weeks is not that long. Like, and you know someone, you know, you get to know someone a lot. Like there's, you know, you share that level of intimacy. Like you know someone so much better after you fuck. When you start, when you start fucking, like there is your your communication, your whole it, the whole relationship just kind of changes just based upon sharing that with each other. So mm. it should feel like a gear shift, I think. But yeah, I think you're right too. I've dated girls who I've met that night and taken home, and then you know, yeah, I then you're like, this is a good situation. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, and you still learn things as you go along. One thing I like as well is I don't like uh, doing everything on the first. Like I like when you're dating someone, uh, doing stuff as you go along. Like, um, like how do I explain it? Like sometimes I find here it's like they're like choking you on the first night, and you're like, well, keep that for like a couple of months, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. like to kind of figure out each other's body and do different moves as you go along. Like I don't want everything on immediate. The first immediate choking is says a lot about where we are. <laughs> I have had so many immediate chokes without them asking know, if that's even a yeah. thing that I'm into. And like frightening, you know? Yeah. That's it, crazy. I, porn, that's where porn, I think, porn has skewed the way I think dudes think sex is supposed to go, you know, to the point where oh, they go. they're destroyed. They've been destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like young, young, young boys just start calling the girls horrible names. They're just like, they're one minute they're like texting and it's cute and it's sweet. And then they're having sex and it's like, you fucking slut. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, why are you saying that? It's yeah. so confusing of what's, what's yeah. good or not, not. Like, that's not hot. Like that, that is the like sexual education that guys get now is through porn, you know? So it's like, you can see the difference in results. <laughs> yeah. Choking right away. It's like, you know, this used to be an act of murder a few <laughs> years ago, not a turn on for someone. Yeah, I have a joke about how the first time some guy choked me, I thought he was trying to kill me. But it was like really, really, it was, it gave me such a fright because we had our clothes on and he was kissing me and he just pushed me up. And I was like, oh no, this is it. <laughs> this is the thing my father's uh, been warning me about, about women getting murdered by men. I was uh, so scary. But yeah, it's never been like a touch on the chest, like a build up. It's been like a, a grab, which is like, oh yeah. Or porn is so true too, because I remember one time someone showing me like, um, a girl like basically vomiting on a dick giving a blowjob and I was yeah. like oh my god am I giving blowjobs wrong like is this what they want do they want uh, me to vomit on dicks no. and it, it was terrifying so I can't imagine like young 15 16 year old girls being like oh I meant to like puke on a penis okay great just gotta be bulimic on the balls <laughs> oh my god I have to write that down because that's what I'm gonna call this episode <laughs> Garrett Reynolds bulimic <laughs> on the balls my new album <laughs> Yeah. this is great wait i'm just gonna make sure you guys are great i don't want to take up much more of your time um i think we hit everything that people asked anyway someone's just um brought up about irish slagging like um is it like negging that was the only other question do you think that changed the way we kind of flirt is like bordering on negging well this is awkward for me because i've never known what negging is oh, so dear. i'm glad this has come up it's what fun. is negging I feel like you should answer, Gareth, it? because it's a word that I only learned. Uh, it's a, a sort of a, a subtle, playful put down that is supposed to um, make it, it's a it's a subtle way of making someone maybe not feel great about a thing 
And I think the theory is that you having that attitude uh, makes you seem like you're not interested or it cuts to something that is, maybe I'm over explaining this, Katie, but it cuts to something that someone is insecure about and that sort of does something as far as interest. So, you know, if like you were to say to someone like, oh, that's cool. I love chins that are really kind of weird like yours. You know, you do it in that subtle way where someone's like, why is my chin weird? And that is supposed to fuck with wiring and make someone be like, um, I think it's, you know, joking around, like joking around. But And then a- they're supposed to like you because they're mocking then- you a little. No. And they, they like there's something about that that's attractive. I know, I hate it. No. They have all sorts in America. Wonderful, uh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which discourse. Well, why would you not want to come here, Shane? I don't know. I think that sounds like kind of um, a straight people thing. That sounds like some, like Irish people, I can see, I recognize it as like people do a lot of slagging and messing and jeering and, and uh, banter, as they say now, which I don't like because it's imported from England, that word. And I'm like, we have enough problems import from the English I just feel like leave them have banter by themselves but like um yeah I don't know it sounds kind of I personally don't like that I'm like fuck you <laughs> like if someone someone's doing that kind of game with me I'm like okay well I'm not interested in, in in playing that game um and also if I really wanted I could win I would kind of feel competitive then I'd feel like a comic about it and be like okay you want you want to do a roast let's do a roast <laughs> like I feel like I'd get like that but yeah I think it's a straight person thing I don't think gays are the same that way it is. It's like I've had lots of guys do that to me. Like, um, oh, like, like, oh, oh, you're wearing your hair up. Yeah, it, it, it looks good. Good, but your your forehead's very high. You know, like, and it's like I don't know. Is that is that a good example? But it's is that just mean? I think that's just mean. Um, I don't even think that's flirty. It's, I'm trying to think. Um, no, yeah, it would be like, oh, uh, you know, I normally don't like when someone's hair's up because it looks kind of fun, but it doesn't look too bad on you. Like, it's just stuff that makes you, it's just ways of showing, like, disinterest, which I, I don't think, like, like, the truth is, if you're disinterested in someone, that, if, if it's the right situation, will be a good tactic, because you're like, oh, yeah, I'm too interested in this person, they know it, if I pull my energy away, they will want to rebalance that, um, but, yeah, I think negging is such a, I mean, it's just, it's, that when all these things came out about like certain ways that guys could talk to girls, it was like, do a magic trick, neg them, peacock, like wear something that's flat, like all these things. And they are all tactics really for people who have no ability to actually communicate in any way. And so yeah. it kind of for a generation, like gave guys a, an insight into how to talk. To, I think if you're capable of talking to who you're attracted to or just being normal and being yourself that is so much more of the battle than playing little subtle games i definitely think there's something to when you're talking to someone how do you you know not be too much how do you be the right amount holding back maybe things you feel and expressing them certain ways like that there's certainly like chess i think that goes with that but that's really just kind of like trying to take things gradually is the note there it's not a matter of you know, you just don't want to blurt out. I love, I mean, the amount of guys I knew in college who would tell a girl they fucking loved them the first time they hung out and be like, why is she being weird? It's like, well, I don't know. It's too much. Um, So I think as a guy, you want to like parse that out a little bit, but all that stuff is just kind of like stupid ways to make people who don't know how to communicate to the, um, the people they're attracted to communicate with them. 
you know? They're yeah, it happy. sounds kind of like um, like a devolution of flirting. It sounds kind of like you've yeah. just taken, it's just not as good as flirting. It's like being mean. Yeah, it was like a scientist yeah. watched flirting and was just like, here are the three keys to flirting. It's like, well, yeah, the, yeah, when you yeah. break them down to keys, it doesn't feel like flirting anymore. Yeah, and I've noticed, I've had guys like, um, well, I'll give you one example. There was this guy who was texting me and then he came to the bar that I was at. Now he was a, like, we were all comedians. He was a comedian and he came to the bar and instead of coming up and talking to me and flirting with me, even though he'd been like in my, in my DMs, um, he was very loud uh, with the people that he was with on that table, like shouting nearly his conversation. And like, when I would look over, he'd be looking at me to see if I was looking. So in my head, I was like, oh, he's like peacocking. And then at the end of the night at the 4am when he got the guts to actually just come up and talk to me, then he was like talking to me fine. But I was like, this was, it felt weird. Like it felt like he was doing a performance for my attention, if that makes sense. Being like, I'm the funny guy yeah. at the table. And I hate that. I hate when guys do that. You're like, ugh. That's tough. That's tough for someone who's considered himself to be the funny guy at the table for a while to hear, but I understand. <laughs> it's fine. Be the funny guy at the table, but no, you don't no. need the whole restaurant no, to hear. Totally. No, and yeah. especially when it's just the idea that you can't go and talk to someone you like is really, I mean, you know, that's, I think I've been there, guys get there, but it's just, it's it get, eventually just becomes very easy to just let's when you're like seventh grade you're like oh, i won't talk to her because i'm in love with her <laughs> but it's like eventually you've just got to go yeah you just approach someone and you don't need to necessarily do anything other than just be there and be interesting it is funny because the flirting i because irish people do i i, I the irish people do that we like slag each other and there is a difference between like i think the slagging and the negging but there's like a very thin line but the guy that i'm seeing now he would slag me a lot and I always thought oh I was like oh that's fun I'm gonna use the word banter but I was like he's good like good banter but then I, I sometimes it's like mean and I said it to him I was like what are you you're just being mean and he was like oh that's just Ooh. how we flirt here you know like kindergarten it means like I like you and I'm like then just compliment me and he said something like joking insulting my oh he said like I had sideburns or something and he said he was he meant it in like a cute way and I'm like nobody hears that and thinks that's cute as a woman um and then I was like you can't insult me playfully my looks unless you're also complimenting them and I think there's more that kind of like roasty I'm like that just I, sometimes it's just mean I'm like well, I don't just tell and me it should have been easy for him because you, your sideburns are very nice you know thank you look at like, these that's true <laughs> <laughs> is that what he means just your hair yeah it's just my hair, hair. But it was in front of my friends it was the first time meeting my Irish friends and he pointed it out so I was like um, but he said he meant it like the girls wouldn't like that. The girls wouldn't be into that. Not good. He was too big for his boots, Katie. Get away from him. That's what I taught. You should have seen the look I gave him. I just went like, "All right, we'll talk about this later." <laughs> <laughs> That's the look of we're talking about this later. Bottom line of all this is, do you remember when you were a child and you watched television shows and the moral of the story at the end was always be yourself, right? That's really good advice that we should all just follow all the time. That is yeah. actually all that is required. It's all anybody, if you can't flirt, don't be a bully. Just like be like nice. That's also hot. And if the person thinks you're a bit wimpy, then you won't go out together because maybe you are. But there's also some people are very, I've, I've dated um, two, two lads over here that I were very, have told me they're very uncomfortable giving compliments that I felt. Actually, the last two guys, the guy I'm dating now and the last guy I was dating, both um, said, because I give a lot of compliments and both of them, when they when I give compliments, they looked uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, I'm saying something nice. I don't understand. And so eventually both had said that it's just not in their culture and it's like, they feel like embarrassed and then they feel like forced to give a compliment back, but it's, it doesn't sound right. 
And this is too. You have great enough. sideburns. <laughs> uh, Hold on, is this the Irish boys who, who say they can't do compliments? They're, they're both American, but they're both, uh, but they're both Asian, but they're American Asian. Yeah, but as Irish people, they say that about Irish people that we can't do compliments. But I'm not sure. There's a certain element that I don't think is that true. Like yeah. I don't think uh, I, I'm. I'm like I'm not sure. I entirely agree with that idea that like we never give compliments. Like like you just think of anybody older than you and you do something for them and how brilliant they say you are. And you know, like if you do something for your auntie, she said, oh, that was brilliant. Katie sorted that out for me and she was brilliant. And she looked beautiful. She came in spotless. She was gorgeous. Like that's part of the culture all the time. I know that's lots of like maternal things, whatever, but we are, we do it all the time. I do. I didn't think we're better at it than. I think we, we I think we give it. I think the stereotype is more, and you would see this with Irish people, that we pretend we don't like to take it. We're like, oh, no, stop. Oh, I'm not beautiful. What are you talking about? You know, there's more oh, like, yes, yes, you have yes. to be modest. But I think we secretly do like the compliments and we love giving it. We're very, you're right. We're very much like, and I, so I love that. If I see someone in a nice shirt, I'm like, oh, that shirt looks great on you. And um, whereas like, if I said that to an Irish guy, if I was dating and that shirt looks great, like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Thanks. Whereas the last two guys I've dated, they've been like, it, uh, yeah, it's fine. like it's like they look uncomfortable getting it. It's so I don't know what that shirt. <laughs> it's trash. It's trash. Ah, they start choking you. Oh, do you like this? <laughs> you like it? I love you. Will you plug yourself? And I'll do an intro at the start and an exit yes. thing. But plug yourself. Down. Well, I would plug myself, but I heard that all my intestines will fall out if I do that. <laughs> I read that in uh, my Irish sexuality. Shane, you didn't hear that part, but yeah, it was basically my bad sex ed. Katie's. Sex ed, they said if she had anal sex, all of her, her guts would drop out. Um, sure. Which is fine. And is totally true. It's been proven <laughs> over and over. It's natural. Uh, it's natural. Yeah, you can uh, find me at Reynolds Gareth on social media. I do uh, shows from my apartment every Thursday night. Uh, and uh, you can go to youtube.com slash Gareth Reynolds TV to watch those at 6 p.m. Pacific time Thursday evenings. And listen to the Dollar Podcast. Yeah. Um, and what about you, Shane? Plug yourself there, because you you've been blowing up now. Julie J actually messaged me saying you should get Shane on the podcast. Yeah, I went entry level viral last week, and now I have uh, all the new people who follow me think I'm more important than I am. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Shane Dan Burn. Um, Shane Daniel Burn is my name, but Shane Dan Burn is my brand. So you can follow me on the Instagrams and the Twitters. And there's a Facebook, but you know what? I'm not updating it. What's the no, point? No. I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting Terrible. involved. Okay, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate Thanks so it. much. Thank that you, was Katie. fun. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the best. Um, there's about 15 to 20 extra minutes of that on Patreon just because we were chatting about the elections and stuff. So that full episode is on, is on Patreon. And um the video is on patreon as well and there's also extra episodes on patreon as well just solo episodes and some videos and stuff so yeah please sign up if you don't mind it's the uh, patreon forward slash the shift podcast and dm me with any like questions topics advice you want from uh, future guests and um, so yeah the next episode coming out will be about cheating so had an interview with uh, a comedian about that uh, so yeah looking forward to you guys listening to that and just have a lovely week 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm